started swimming and we lost them. We took them for a walk the one day and it's because about two weeks. So that's what we have there. Um, so I did write down some notes here, but first we have to say we're recording this in my basement on my pool table, but we kept hearing echoes of each other. So we put blankets like over ourselves. So it's about, I don't know, 70 degrees in my house. Probably about 80 now because we're under blankets doing this. We look like idiots, but hey, whatever gets a job done. We're just, we're here to get a job done. Listen, I'm not even under a blanket. I'm under, uh, I don't even, a bed, bed mat, mattress thing. Oh, uh, uh, it's from college. Uh, yeah, it was my, uh, my, my, uh, what you call it? Mattress pad. Yeah, I'm under a mattress pad just chilling right now. So, I mean, I feel okay. I mean, I'm all, all right. right. All right. If I'm good, you're good. Yeah. And our fish is good. We found him. Yeah, we found him. It was two weeks. It was crazy. He went for a walk by himself. It was nuts. Not what you like and to all see. The, all that rain. He started getting washed down the street and shit. Oh, man. Yeah, it was crazy. In the storms okay. rain. Oh, yeah. It was. Believe me, it was a fun little thing to find him. All right. So we kind of have a schedule that we're actually going to keep each other to, I think. We're going to both be... What what what's the word I'm looking for? Did did do diligent with this? Diligent. Diligent. Yeah. Yeah. So now we're we both have jobs now. He Herndon finally got a job. Yeah. Sorry, I had to, I had to jab you there. Just put me on blast. It's fine. I got a job. It's fine. So our goal is starting first week of June. Is when we're gonna start doing um, previews of each division. We're gonna try to do about two an episode for football. Um, don't know what day. This could be started June, so that'll give us about four weeks. That'll be all of June. We're gonna also mix in there. Maybe we'll have two like one week. Maybe we'll have like some some stuff that's going on present. Maybe if we have some baseball stuff, some random horse races, golf tournaments, tennis. Big tennis better these days. Let me tell you. Tennis. Uh, I think I bet once on tennis and I won. And also, I was going to bet on tennis once and I didn't because I'm like, oh, I don't know anything about tennis. I was going to put a unit on like a plus 300 guy because I knew the name, but I didn't bet it and he won and I was actually pretty pissed. You should have bet it then. Yeah, I know, but I, I didn't think I knew enough. Uh, piss poor on my part. Yeah, screw it. Anyway, so that's our goal for probably June and then July. We're going to get into some more fantasy football previews, college football previews. We're going to have these all mixed in with our normal podcasts, like like I said about baseball stuff, blah, 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 blah. Then our goal also is to start bringing on different football guests too. We have, um, I know Trent's willing to come back. We have a couple other names in mind. So we might have to figure out a little better of a setup if we want to bring them on. But I think that's I think that's a good schedule for the summer. Uh, I believe so. I mean, yeah. I mean, why not? We'll make some audibles. So, on today's episode, I think we're just gonna we have a gambling tip. Um, it's pretty common right about now, especially playoffs. Any playoffs. Then we're gonna get a little bit about the playoffs. The Warrior game, not Warrior game. Warriors played last night. They swept. Milwaukee's about to play tonight. Uh, they're going to win tonight. I just know it. It was a very boring conference finals, if you ask me. I don't know, Herndon. I don't know how much you've you've watched of it. I've watched uh, I watched the Warrior uh, 
Blazer games. I, I thought that series was going to be a lot closer than than a sweep. Like I legit thought that. I mean that uh, the Blazers would have taken them to, I think six games. But I mean they were up seventeen in games two, three, and four, and then lost in every single one of them. Yeah. That, so I don't know. <laughs> that brings us actually perfect into our gambling tip. So. Um, I didn't tell you about this yet, so I'm just throwing you a curveball here. But cognitive bias, so recency bias, is the main one I want to look at. So basically what it is is, so Portland was up 17 game two. Warriors came back and win. Now, yes, if you say, oh, next game, oh, Golden State, Golden State, Golden State, yes, you would have covered. They're technically a bad example of it. But my point of saying it is, when there's a team, it's, this is especially for football, especially like a, a Monday night game, you'll you'll understand exactly what I'm saying here. When there's a Monday night game, so here here's your example. Cowboys play the Eagles Monday night. Philly destroys them. Cowboy, the line was three. Philly wins by 30. Dallas then plays Chicago the next week, and they're two-point underdogs. Realistically, before the previous week, they would have been – a two-point favorite, but since they got blown out, it's baked into the line a little bit that everyone's going to bet the team playing Dallas because they just got blown out. So technically, you would be getting four points of value on Dallas just because they got blown out the week before because the point here is always remember your your worst game is never... What's the saying? It's something about the worst game you play isn't your worst... I don't know what the saying is. No, I don't know either, buddy. So uh, I think you're you're drawn dead right now. <laughs> okay, well, do you understand what I'm trying? The recency bias gambling. Yeah, tip? yeah, no, yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, like the the system sets it up that there's a recency bias based on what just happened the last game, even though, say, something fluky could have happened in that last game, like uh, when the Jaguars beat the Patriots. Uh, what was that week three last year? And then the Jags were probably favored in the next game, and I'm pretty sure they lost. Like the next eight or something like that. Like they, they lost basically for the rest of the season. The, the point here is bookmakers know that people are going to bet a team, bet on a team that just blew someone out or bet against a team that just got blown out. So they're going to shade the line either way there in their favor, but the people betting don't know it's in their favor. They think they're getting a, a favorable line with said team. It's all you just have to watch out for. It. You have to, you have to be able to put this into your mind when you're doing this stuff, and and sit there and say, wait a minute, before the last game or before last week's game, what would have the line for this been? And was there now if there was a major injury or something? Now I understand, but especially if it's in the playoffs and you have one team that blew someone out the night before. I know the Sixer series, the Sixer Raptor series. Someone got blown out. The following game, the line favored the team that blue said team out the other team won it happened for six games straight it was the easiest thing to bet on you literally just bet on the team that got blown out and you would have made a lot of money yeah uh yeah i i uh just i'm just gonna back you up on that because i mean there's not really much else to say on that uh you just have to like look and kind of just follow the trends is basically what we're saying yeah I hope it made sense. It might not. Have it made makes sense. sense. 
I'm in like a sweat box right now. So who the hell? No, knows yeah, it makes sense, definitely. Okay. Um, you have any NFL news that you heard recently? NFL news. Um, yeah. I have Pittsburgh news. Let's hear it. Uh, I have that Ben Roethlisberger sincerely apologized to AB in the media and tried to contact him uh, through phone calls and uh, through like text messages, and AB wouldn't get back to him. And then he just tweeted and said two faced, and that that that's uh, hmm. my Pittsburgh news. Um, I don't think that affects anybody. No. Oh, and also, uh, the Bucks cut Gerald McCoy and they signed, uh, Sue. Yeah. So basically they just replaced one D tackle with another D tackle. And I think that was probably a stupid move because I think Sue wants to, I think especially for Sue, cause I think as himself, he'd rather play for a contender. Uh, cause the Bucks aren't competing for anything this year. I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. I think everybody knows that. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean? Why not? Uh, because they have a shit QB situation. They don't really have a running back because what's his name? Ronald Jones didn't produce at all last year. So they're going in with Peyton Barber as the number one. Um, their defense ain't that great. So, I don't really give the Bucks a shot. Uh, New coach down there, though. What's his name? Bruce Arians. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know Bruce Arians <laughs> is the uh, new coach down there. Great QB coach. Can really coach up a QB. But I, I think Jameis is past the point of being coachable. I think they should have moved on from him in the offseason. Uh, I mean, no, I agree. That, that's I do agree. Opinion, but... No, I do agree. I, I just wanted to hear you say something. I don't know. But, um, yeah. Let's not talk too much about the NFL. We have that. Hopefully, we want to do that in the future. Want to talk a little bit about the NBA playoffs? Uh, I would like to, yeah. Okay, where do you want to start? You pick it. I've been talking this whole time. You say some words. <laughs> I want to pick the, the damn Warriors series because that just really pissed me off. Um, we both said that uh, the Blazers were going to win the, uh, the Denver series, I believe. If, if I'm not mistaken, I think we both said that. Uh, I'm pretty sure we went three and zero that night, actually. Yeah, uh, and then we we cashed the uh, Golden State money line. I had the money line. Um, I said money line. You said spread. So we we hit that plus two seventy dog. Yeah, I think uh, I think I just want to start here with this Golden State Portland series because man, that pisses me off that you're up seventeen in three straight games and you somehow blow that lead. And in that third game, they didn't just lose. They lost, lost like they lost 110 to 99. Oh, I know it, it wasn't even a game. That's I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know what Portland was doing. Like, like you said, their first halves were great. Speaking of that, I was able to actually cash the Portland first half last night, minus a half. They won by four. But I don't know how you are that bad. Either Golden State is that good of a second-half team or Portland is that bad of a second-half team because that was just very, like, piss poor. I mean, you blow a 17-point lead three times in a row. Like, I don't know. That's just bad coaching, in my opinion. Yeah, I think that does follow into the the category of bad coaching. And honestly, the Warriors look 
really, really good as well without KD. I thought this series was going to be a hell of a lot closer, especially because KD was out. And then Draymond and Steph came out and said, all right, hold up, let me put the team on my back. Clay, Clay played like Clay. He didn't play out of his uh, tree or anything, but he played decent. Uh, but Draymond really showed that he's a big leader in the playoffs. He was actually quoted in saying, uh, there's players who uh, play eight for 82 games and there's players who play for 16 games. And uh, he said he's one of those players that play for 16 games, meaning that during the regular season, he knows they're going to make the playoffs with all the star power they have. So he just kind of goes through the motions a little bit, doesn't do as much as he potentially could. And then when the playoffs hit, he goes balls to the wall and goes hard as hell. And I mean, it's been showing because yesterday uh, him and Steph were the first duo to drop a triple-double in the same playoff game, which is uh, pretty cool because, I mean, as long as basketball's been around since 1946, it's when the NBA formed, uh, there's never been a triple-double duo in the playoffs, and it just happened last night. I actually saw someone that bet, I forget exactly what it was, someone tweeted it, it was some prop that Draymond would have basically what he had. It was it was a triple-double. Forget what the exact numbers were. It might have been 11 points. I don't, I don't I forget the exact stat line. But the point was he bet the better bet $2 to win over I think 500 or $800 or something on some dumb little prop like that. Like I I don't know where it was. It was probably at like some New Jersey book because those books give out a bunch of random shit. But sometimes if you're just, I'm not saying to do this all the time, but sometimes if you're looking around and, and you're looking at, at th- through some props and stuff and you see something like that, where you're getting insane odds like that, it was like Tony Romo. Um, when he played at the Byron Nelson, he was like 10,000 to one or something. Like why the hell wouldn't you put $2 on that? Like, yeah, it, this, it's like, it's too good to give up something like that. Oh no, I agree with you. That that is nuts that somebody actually like hit something like that because usually I try to stay stray away from props and just like regular like well, props in like the Super Bowl, yeah, but like just in regular games I think they're a little harder to hit sometimes. But uh uh that's that's nuts and if if we're going back to talking about just basketball here with the series, they didn't have K D the whole damn series. No, I know. I was I I kinda just missed that. You you are right. I See, something tells me that they they kind of look better without him. I don't know why. I don't know if it was Steph, Clay, and and Draymond, especially Steph and Draymond said we have to step up, like you were saying. But sometimes when you lose that really big star star player, I sometimes the team just looks the team looks better. Even Seth Curry came out and said the team played. They they were more like efficient. They on offense they were moving more. They were getting more passes and they were harder to guard without KD. Well, yeah, I mean I don't understand how that's possible because KD is probably the second best player in the league in my opinion. I don't really see anybody who's better than him besides for LeBron. Uh, I I agree. I mean you can make a, uh, an argument for for like Kawhi or Giannis, but uh, top five. Yeah, well, for sure, top yeah. three. I I, I think. Like, in my opinion, he's the second-best player in the league. I know a lot of other people feel that way. Um, but I don't understand how you're, you can say your offense is better without the man. Uh, I mean, maybe it runs a little bit more efficiently. But better? Uh, I'm not really too sure about that one. 
I no, I, I agree. I'm just saying what I heard from. Uh, I know Seth Curry said it, and yes, I know they got blown out, and I know Portland was not really a good matchup for them. Houston was a much better, a much harder matchup. That should, I wish that was the Western Conference Finals, not Portland. But I don't know. I, I did watch some of their games. I watched most of their games against Houston, most of their games against Portland, and I do agree they they do look like a more a better team. They look like they they know where everyone's going without him. I don't know what it is. KD might come back now. Here, KD might come back, and they might they probably will run away with the NBA Finals no matter what. They'll probably win it in five or six games, so it won't even matter. Yeah, but here's my thing: Do um, K, out of KD, Boogie, and Andre Iguodala, do any of them play Game One of the NBA Finals? Over, over, under, um, one, one, yeah, one play, one, one, one point two five. Give me those players again. KD, all right, Boogie, and um, uh, Andre Iguodala. All right, so the finals don't start until the 30th, so KD has another 10 day or another nine days from recording this, but another 10 days from the, their last game off. Um, yes. So Bo- Boogie's been out since, like, the beginning of the playoffs. Yeah, because he tore his quad or whatever. Yeah, and Iguodala just got injured. He didn't play last night, so he got injured in game three. Yeah, Um, I think Iggy has potential to play with the long break that they have. I think KD's definitely going to play, but I don't think Boogie plays. So I think you can definitely count on KD playing in that game. You can be 50-50 with Iggy. And I don't think Boogie's going to play. I know Boogie said he'd be back by the end of the finals, but or by before the season ended. But I can't really see a man tearing his quad, which I'm actually going to look up uh, torn quad injuries right now to see the timetable. Uh, I mean, it, it has to be pretty damn, pretty damn long. I mean, and and the thing is though, are they going to want to bring him back? Like, I don't know if they actually want to bring – like, do you want to throw someone like that all the way, like, already in and be like, go go try to I, – I don't know. I don't know if that, that'll be good for the team. Yeah, I, I don't think it would be either. I mean, I, I don't know, man. I think it would be kind of dumb on their part um, to try to play Boogie. Uh, to fully recover a torn quad, it takes at least six weeks – uh, that and that's a that's a torn quad, which is what Boogie had. Uh, it's just kind of a pain thing. Like, uh, it's based on if you can move your leg without pain in a full range of motion. So I I don't think Boogie plays because that's I don't think that's six weeks ago now at this point is it? No, no, not even close. The the NBA playoffs did not go nearly as long as they have other years. No, that's what that's what I was thinking too. Because I remember watching, at some points, you were watching the finals in the middle of June. Because I remember we would be in uh, Legion baseball games and come home and like catch like the last half of the uh, the Warriors, uh, Cavs finals. That was when uh, that was when the Cavs made that three one comeback. That was then, but um. What's it called? The The finals have been progressing a lot faster than they have in previous years. I think there's a lot more shutouts or a lot more blowouts, a lot more like uh, sweeps. 
I mean, I, I, I'm just speaking from this, this might not be like actual facts, but I'm just speaking from what I've observed. No, I agree. I, I agree a hundred percent with this, with what you're saying. Now I want to bring this around to like a gambling perspective here. So if KD, how much is KD worth to a spread? You think if he doesn't, if he doesn't play. So if we're talking, I'm assuming the Bucks are probably going to make the finals because they're the better team than the Raptors all yes. around. Um, I'm assuming that if KD plays, the line might be at like a, f- well, it'll be in Oakland right now. It'll be in Milwaukee. Yeah. Milwaukee will have home court. It'll probably be Milwaukee or it'll probably be Golden State minus three and a half, four and a half. If they have KD, it'll probably be Golden State minus one pick them plus one somewhere in that range for a if if KD doesn't play, I think. So you're saying about two points there? That yeah. I, I agree with that. So so we'll say that. We'll say he's worth two points to the spread. So I I, I do agree with those numbers. Three and a half, four, if KD's there. Um, if Boogie's somehow there, I think you add another point. Yeah, I think Boogie's worth a point. And then, and then Iguodala probably won't do anything. Maybe, maybe a hook, maybe a half, but I even doubt it then. Yeah, because he he's more of a bench player at this point, just playing with the second unit. Uh, so the most current to win the NBA Finals, Golden State is minus two hundred, Milwaukee plus one ninety, and Toronto plus uh, fourteen hundred. Obviously, because they would have to um, come down from. They would have to if they win tonight. These odds will obviously change, but if you say um, the money line, probably Warriors about minus a buck eighty, and Milwaukee plus about one fifty. There, um, I I think those I think our numbers make make perfect sense for right around there. That's that's just saying like straight up. These are the odds. Blah 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 blah. blah. I I think. How many games do you think go? I think I think five or six. I I would say Warriors in five or six. Uh, for the finals. Uh, yes. Yeah, they're not going to sweep them. I don't think, and I don't think it's going to go seven. I think I think the Warriors really are going to win this. Uh, I think this might be the year where they have the least competition. See, I I agree. I think the team that the there were two teams, in my opinion, that can compete with them out of the East. I think it was the Sixers and the Celtics because they have the five. They have five guys that can compete with their five. Right, and then they now, also have bench players that can compete with – also, like, sort of compete with their starters, but definitely compete with their bench. Exactly. The thing with Milwaukee and Toronto is they're a one-man wrecking crew, and personally, now Giannis, yes, he looks like he can play for another month of this NBA season and not be affected. But if you ask me Kawhi, Kawhi's getting he, – he's starting to slow down a little bit. He's I think he's starting to get fatigued from what I'm seeing. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I agree that Kawhi does look a little bit uh, fatigued. He doesn't look like completely like he did like in his MVP form uh, in the middle of the season. Uh, but as we're talking right now, Kawhi is actually has zero points. Uh, we're halfway through the first quarter. I know that doesn't really mean anything at all. Nineteen uh, seventeen, Milwaukee, and uh, Kyle Lowry is four for four with twelve points. Yeah, that that I. I'm going to guess somewhere around the second half uh if Kyle Lowry is 4 for 4 uh or well now he's 4 for 5 he just missed a shot but say he has about 30 points a half if if that happens uh he will have about 35 
at the end of the game. So I have been the same story with my with my cousins that I talked about before about I forget what game it was something with Golden State it was a Golden State Houston game and he's ever since he's asked me just for my opinion now I do watch these games I don't really handicap them at all I don't sit there and break them down because first of all it is the playoffs all this stuff's out there there's not much to know about these teams how I've been looking at this these NBA playoffs is. I take because he 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 doesn't bet online. He bets with actual bookies, so he only gets the line an hour before. So when he messaged me, whatever line he gets, I go on my action app and I look where the money is. This is this is I did dead serious. This is how I bet it. I've looked where the money is on each side and each total. Sometimes, as a case last night with the Portland game, um, the Warriors were getting I think sixty percent of the bet, sixty percent of the money. Maybe more, maybe 65. And I said, wait a minute. I don't know if Portland wins this game. I think they do. I think they come out here. They're not going to get swept. Come on. The NBA doesn't want them to get swept. This is what I said. And I said, but you look at how Portland's played the three previous games. They played, or two previous games. They played great first halves. I said the play, the best play of the game was Portland first half, which cashed. I did this. This is any, I'm saying anyone can do this. I did this just looking at money and just knowing that obviously Vegas doesn't make their money off teams winning because they cover the 65% of the bets. They they don't win that. Like last night, Golden State, uh, I think the line closed two and a half. So I think Portland got the money, which would make sense to me. But um, that's how I've bet these games. Uh, I know you can do the same thing in uh, college basketball, like with closing lines and stuff, just looking at where the money is and taking your, not a best guess, but knowing something about teams, but kind of taking the money in and know, like knowing the market basically is what I'm trying to say here. Yeah. Uh, it, it's really about, no, I mean, that's basically how it is for all betting. You have to know the market. Uh, you have to know what you're looking for. Um, but didn't you say, I, I heard you talking about it before that you went two and zero on your bets and then your cousin went, I won one. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, it was two nights ago, I guess Monday night when Milwaukee played. And now, like I said, he bets with a bookie, and this bookie puts out really bad lines, if you ask me. Well, bad lines for some people, good lines for other people. The line was Toronto minus two and a half. He, the bookie put out pick em. I said, you have to bet Toronto. You're getting two and a half points of line value. The real line's two and a half. I don't care what you think about Milwaukee. I'm like, this is a perfect game for Toronto to come back, come home, get a win, just like I thought with Portland um, when they came back game three. Now, that didn't work out for Portland because they gave up a 17-point lead. I mean, you can't do much when you give up a 17-point lead. This is my thought process here, and I told him this. I said, listen, the only pick here would be Toronto. If you don't like Toronto, don't bet it. There's no reason to bet stuff that he's like, okay, okay. I messaged him later. It's about halfway through the game. I'm like, who'd you bet? He goes, Milwaukee. I go, you fucking idiot. What the hell are you doing? I'm like, I'm like, listen, I'm I'm not saying I know everything, but I I'm telling you, the only bet here was Toronto. He's like, no, no, dude, Milwaukee's gonna win, Milwaukee's gonna win. What happened? Toronto won by six and double OT. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So whatever. I didn't bet that game. I just that was just my opinion. And then last night with Portland, I said Portland first half or Portland full game if you can't get a first half line. Because the guy put out Portland plus five. The line was uh, Warriors minus two and a half. He moved it two and a half points. 
I said, you're getting crazy value at Portland again. I'm like, bet Portland. He's like, I'm going to stay away. Okay, that's fine. I'm all for staying away. But I, like I said, I really liked it. Portland first half cashed. Portland full game cashed. Now, tonight he asked me. He's like, what do you like? I'm like, listen, I kind of like Milwaukee minus three. I think, in my opinion, that's my that's the only bet here. Milwaukee is the best team in the NBA. ATS off a loss. Blah, 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 blah. I don't see him dropping two in Toronto. Blah, 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 blah. But, I, but then I, I reiterated to him. I'm like, listen, I liked Portland last night a lot better than I like Milwaukee tonight. So if you didn't bet last night, you should not bet tonight. I don't know if he bet. I'm going to message him after this podcast to see if he did. I hope he didn't. But my point is, this is why I hate giving picks out. Because if, if I give picks to you and you don't take them or you go opposite and then you come back to me for something... I'm already winning, and if I lose that, I'm still up, but you're down. Right, Does exactly. That make sense? Yeah, because he's not taking that, and then he's going to blame you and say, oh, well, you I, you lost me however much money if that doesn't hit tonight. Exactly. If, if he took it, if he took it. Exactly, if he took it. I'm not sure if he did, but that's why I was saying I was like, I'm 2-0 the last two games. He's 0-1. Plus this game, not sure what he does. Now, yes, he's my cousin. I love him, blah, 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 blah. I'm not going to be mad or anything. But this is my, this is my, actually, gambling tip number two. Don't take picks from people. If you are following someone that you truly like and you think you like their process, you like what they're doing, blah, 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 you have to play every game they post. If they're posting more than two plays a day, you shouldn't be following them in the first place. But if you actually really do like them or – it's a friend of yours that you really think is really good at this and you're just getting into it and you want to follow someone, you have to play every play they every play they post because if you don't, then you're not following them fully. You're only following them and you're following your opinion, which, hey, if you want to put your opinion into, into this, that's all well and good. You can do that. But if you're going to strictly follow someone, you have to follow every play they play just for the, the fact that if they win five and you only played three of those and the three you played you lost – you lost two of them, so you're one and two, and he, won, and he only and so he two he lost. Exactly, you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. So he's up a unit, you're down a unit, and then he's sitting here going, "Hey, we're up a unit, blah 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 blah," and you're sitting here like, "Well, shit, no, I'm not." Yeah, no, that that that's completely makes sense. That could be another gambling tip for this week: is uh, go ahead and try to avoid taking bets from people just for that reason. Uh, if you're not going to bet every game with them, don't bet any games with them. Yeah, and don't don't get me started on the whole tout account stuff. Those people on Twitter that are saying 30-unit max play, blah, 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 blah. Remember, um, one unit a game, stay within your means, no need to go crazy. But I would suggest not using these people. If you, if you want to use these people as, hey, I want to see where you're at, I want to see where – if you take five people that you're following on Twitter and you're like, I think these people are pretty good – See where they're all at. See where they line up. Do your own little research. And this is how you can slowly build your way into it. And and also what I like doing is I found I find some people that are that have been doing this for many years and I I I like what they're doing. I don't just follow their picks. I message them. I say, Hey, what do you see here? Where where's your mind in, in baseball or where's your mind in football? What stats are you looking at? Blah, 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 blah. Now I don't nag them. I'll ask them a couple questions, pick their brain a little bit, and that that in turn makes me a, a sharper gambler. Yeah, no, that that makes a lot more sense than what what he's doing is or does. Uh, I just want to throw this out there as well. Um, so the Warriors are the first team since the 1960s Celtics to make five straight uh, NBA finals. Uh, 
Now that excludes like LeBron because LeBron LeBron made eight straight, but he was on two different teams. He was on the Heat and the Cavs when this occurred. Um, and in those five seasons, Steve Kerr has been the coach for every single one of them. Steve Kerr, Steve Kerr has never coached a team that has not gone to the NBA Finals. How is this the first time I'm hearing this stat? Like, because they're not airing that. I don't like they're not airing it a lot on ESPN. But I, I was just doing some, uh, some looking some due stuff diligence. Up. Yeah, I, I was looking some stuff up here, and Steve Kerr started coaching in the fourteen fifteen season, won the finals. And the next year, they went seventy three and nine, lost, won the next two finals. And now they're in the finals again. I I did not know that stat. I that's that's. Hey, he's a great coach. I give the guy a lot of credit. Yeah, like he has never, as a head coach, he has never not made the finals. That's that's insane. I'm you're right. I'm amazed ESPN is not jerking that stat off. Yeah, I, I thought they would have been by now. Like, cause I was thinking about that last night because I've been kind of in like a playing two K sort of kick, uh, because like basketball is on its playoffs, and uh, I was like, wait. Because when they won last night, I was like, wait, Steve Kerr's never not made the finals like uh, as a coach. And as a player, he already has five wins, five finals wins, and he already has three as a coach. He may be able to pass out Bill Russell as the person with the most championships in NBA history between coaching and uh, playing. And, and if he does, I I don't care what anyone says about him having super teams or anything like that. If he actually, if he gets over ten NBA titles, I don't care how you did it. That's that's a hell of an accomplishment. That's that's Hall of Fame right there. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, because Phil Jackson has eleven uh, as a coach, I believe, and uh, what's his name? Bill Russell has eleven as well, right? Uh, I'm not mistaken on that. I think he has eleven. No, I I think it's eleven. I'm just gonna hit a Google here. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, he has eleven total championships. Yeah, so Kerr has five as a player and already has three as a coach, and he's only five years into it. So remember, though, <laughs> even if well, he'll win this year, so yeah. he'll have four as a coach. Um, remember this free agency. Katie's probably leaving. Clay's probably leaving. Boogie is not signed. And I don't think Draymond signed. I think Curry is the only one that signed. So this rain might might start slowing down here. Yeah, I mean, okay, so if KD leaves, I think they've already proved in this last series that they can still hang around a little bit. Uh, they can still play some basketball, which I, I fully believe KD's gone. I, I don't think there's any way he re-signs with the Warriors. I think he's completely gone. Um, But if KD leaves... They're not going to have to max KD for however long he wants it. So does that mean that then Clay Thompson stays? Because if Clay Thompson stays then, because they have the money to pay Clay Thompson, that wouldn't be as bad. Now, if they lose Boogie, they didn't they didn't really have Boogie at all for this whole season. Like he was out for the first half, he missed basically the whole playoffs. So Boogie's basically been a non-factor this entire year. I don't think that would hurt them too much. Um, I think Draymond and Steph are they're they're definitely gonna stay. Obviously, and, does Steph? I think Steph has a big contract already. Yeah, I, I think that yeah they already signed him, so he's he's locked up. 
Yeah, I, I believe Draymond is as well. I could be wrong on that, but I believe Draymond is. And uh, if KD leaves, I don't see the, it affecting them in the playoffs as much. Now, if he would go somewhere, like, I think everyone's expecting him to go to New York, like with the Knicks, which, which could perfectly happen. And then potentially what I think could happen is KD goes to New York. Anthony Davis gets traded to New York for a couple of role players and that number three overall pick that New York has. RJ Barrett. Yeah, and then so the Pelicans then draft Zion at one and RJ Barrett at three. Or what I can see happening is because the Grizzlies have the two, John Morant there, uh, Grizzlies already have Mike Conley. I don't know if they want to pair those two together. They might trade Mike Conley and then take Ja, or they might take RJ Barrett at two. I agree with basically everything you're saying. I think, personally, R.J. Barrett can be the best player in this draft class. I think in 10 years, you can look back and say, why did he not go number one? I'm not saying Zion is bad. I'm not saying anything about that. I'm saying from a this basketball, R.J. is could be compared to James Harden. Yeah, uh, what, what about Cam Reddish? Dude, so my Cam Reddish, he – I don't know where you heard he was going. I heard he was going in like around the fifth, sixth pick he was projected, right? Yeah. I I held my tongue on Twitter because I know I get shit for this for Cam Reddish. I, I hate Cam Reddish. I, I hate him. I know he helped Duke late. I understand he did. He's not a top ten pick. If you want to take him – between 10 and 20, be my guest. Cam Reddish is not a top 10 pick unless – actually, there's actually no unless. He's not a top 10 pick. Whoever takes him, he's going to be a bust. He's not that good. In in five years – actually, you know what? He, he might be the biggest bust in this draft class. R.J. Barrett, best player in this draft class. Cam Reddish, bust in this draft class. You heard it here first. All right, I heard it here first. Now, that – that uh that Cam – or that uh R.J. Barrett – being the best player over Zion, that's a little controversial. No, I agree. I I hundred percent agree. I'm I'm saying it. I'm I know I'm stepping out on a limb. I, this is this is another way. I don't know if you know this is about me. I do like gambling sometimes. I like being on the other side of people. If everyone's on something, I'm gonna be on the other side of something. Oh yeah, I, I like I like that as well. Uh, but I believe that eventually, uh, if Zion develops, so when Zion came out of high school, he had absolutely no shot. But when he went to Duke, he started to develop a shot a little bit. Now, I think when he goes to the NBA, that that shot could be developed even more. And he eventually could be a guy who's just a massive human who can drive to the basket, collect any rebound he wants, uh, and also has a shot. That could be dangerous for years. Oh, I agree. He can be a LeBron-esque, a guy that he can take over your right if he develops, remember when LeBron came out, LeBron didn't have a jumper. He can't exactly. develop it. I agree. I 100% agree. If you're if you're laying odds right now, who's the best player in this draft class? Zion is probably about minus 200, minus 300. Um, Cam Reddish is probably about plus like 4 million. And R.J. Barrett is probably around plus 400, plus 500. I know there's no odds on this. I understand. I like being different than people. 
I like saying something different. I I do like RJ Barrett. I I I like Zion too. If they both end up on the Pelicans, I might become a pseudo Pelicans fan because it's Duke on the South. I love that. I just I I just want to be different, and I think RJ Barrett can be a pure scorer, which the NBA is now turning really into just pure scores. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I I think I I think he could be better than Zion. That's my opinion. Yeah, it, it could potentially happen. I'm not saying it can't. I'm just saying that right now, Zion looks like oh. a better player and could uh, potentially be a top three player in the league. 100%. I, I 100% agree. Yeah. Now, next year, if you're looking rookie of the year, I think Zion or um, or Ja, in my opinion. I don't think R- RJ is not going to be a fast starter guy here. RJ is going to be a, a couple years down the road kind of guy. That's where I'm looking yeah. there. Zion definitely, if especially if he's in New Orleans and he is the guy, he could easily be rookie of the year with ease. Oh well, if he if so, AD still wants to be traded. I assume they're going to eventually trade trade AD, whether it be sometime before the season starts or right before the trade deadline to try to get all they can out of him. Um, I believe that eventually he's gone. Because they wouldn't just say, okay, well, he's not going to re-sign here in the offseason. Let's just leave him be and not get anything for him. We could potentially get first-round picks, players, whatever, uh, for this guy. Um, They should trade him sooner rather than later. We've seen this multiple times with people. Prime example is Josh Rosen. When you wait on guys, you do not get as much for him. I don't care how good they are. They should trade him before the NBA draft, get the the second or third pick, pair up two of the top three guys and say, this is our future. Cause they still have drew holiday down there. They still have veterans down there that could build something down there. I think from my, my GM side, which it's my GM side is just like when I play 2k or Madden or something, but that's what I think is the best, best scenario for them. Oh yeah. I think the best scenario for them was it would be trading AD right now or before the season starts at some point. Um, because, even if you do keep AD and you trade him later, which you're going to get less trade value for probably, um, he's still only playing 28 minutes a game. So teams may say, okay, well, this is a smaller sample size. We don't know what he can do in 40 minutes. He hasn't done that in two years. So they, they're going to wonder if they're still getting the same player they would have gotten two years ago. And at that point, it makes it harder to get a large dump for him. Like, Right now, I think they can get guys like Kenny Knox, um, Frank, uh, I don't even know how to say his last name, Frank uh, DeLaquina, something like that. Uh, Those two guys from the Knicks, I think they could get. And then I think they could get uh, that number three overall pick for AD. And so you're adding two young guys. Now, they're unproven, yes, but then you're getting also, you'd be getting Zion and then either uh, Cam Reddish or John Moran, assuming Cam, or not Cam Reddish, R.J. Barrett. Or John Morant, I'm assuming RJ Barrett. So yeah, I I 100 I I 100% agree. I think I think definitely you have to move him. You have to definitely you you have to move him because you have to get one of these two picks. You have to get one of these. You have to make your um your top overall pick into two top three overall picks. You yeah. you you have to. Yeah, and I think, so if AD would go to the Knicks, I think KD would then sign with the Knicks. And then Kyrie, I think Kyrie's going to L.A. I mean, 
Uh, oh, I, he's going back with LeBron. He yeah. he he needs Bronny. He he doesn't know how to win without Bronny. He needs Bronny. Yeah, I I don't think he goes to New York like everybody thought he was going to. Like I know a lot. Like during the season, everybody was saying, "Oh, New York's going to get KD. They're going to get Zion. They're going to get Kyrie, and then they're going to get Anthony Davis in the trade." Well, shit. Uh, there's no way Kyrie goes to the Knicks. I think he 100% goes to LA, like you were saying. Um, yeah, and, and the thing with LA, they have a lot of young guys out there. If if LeBron and Kyrie team back up, I'm sorry if KD leaves, Steph, Clay, and Draymond against LeBron and Kyrie, with like Kuzma and Lonzo, and if Rondo resigns there, give me give me the Lakers all day there. I, I I'm. I don't bet futures before free agency and everything, but realistically, if there was a flyer that I would take, it would be Lakers to win next year. I'm not sure what they're at right now, but their odds will drop dramatically if they get Kyrie. And depending on where you bet, they might take your bet away anyway. They might say, no, they just got Kyrie. We're refunding this bet. And then, you know what? You say, well, I can't do anything about it, but... It, it could be worth a shot to put something small on just in case because, they, like I said, if they get Kyrie, all of a sudden they're a favorite to win the West. Oh, yeah, I, I believe that they would be the favorite to win the West. Uh, they'd be favorite over the Warriors because then uh, with Kyrie going there, that also attracts other star talent then because you have LeBron, Kyrie, say Kawhi would say, all right, well, I think he's projected to go to the Clippers right now, which uh, I, I'm not sure about that move, but then uh, Kawhi could say, "All right, well, I'll team up with Kyrie. Uh, I'll play at power forward. LeBron, or I'll play at small forward. LeBron play at power forward. Have I, I don't know. I don't even know who the hell their center is. I, I understand. I understand what you're saying. I, I don't think personally. I think Kawhi wants his own team. I don't. I, I could see Kawhi staying in Canada. I hope he doesn't because I I hate Kawhi. I mean, you understand why I hate Kawhi. Um, I hope he stays in Canada or goes to the Clippers." I think they're his two options. I don't know what's going on in his head because he doesn't say any words. He He's honestly um, he's terrible for the brand, if you ask me. He's too quiet. He needs to speak up more. He needs to get out of the East personally because really, um, screw him. I fucking hate Kawhi, and he can go to the Clippers. Fuck him. Yeah, I, I think if he goes to the Clips, the Clips then become a playoff team uh, more than they were this year. They made the playoffs as the eighth seed, right? And then took – yes. Took, they uh, they still made the playoffs with if you add a star like that, I and remember what they did they they competed against the Warriors. Yeah, they they took them to six. Yeah, it was. Three um, point. Well, I think this was a a quality comeback episode. Almost we're around fifty minutes here. Um, yeah, I think we're gonna see what's today. What's today? Is today Tuesday. Um, do you want to give the people uh, an episode Thursday or Friday? We'll maybe uh, we'll maybe pick something in football to start talking about since we've been off for a while. Maybe get a two uh, two episodes this week out. Uh, yeah. What, what's uh What's Friday's date? That would be the twenty fourth. Okay. Um. So that that is. Oh, do you start work, buddy? No that 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 is the uh, you said about talking football in June. So I want to see if that was June yet, but it's not. So I mean, yeah, we we can come back with a uh, with a Thursday just overall fantasy preview. I, I think that could be a good idea, just a fantasy preview for uh, a, a way too early fantasy prediction type show. 
Yeah, I'm fine with that, with, especially with all the big players that moved, how we see them fitting in, if we think it's good, if we think it's bad. I think we come back Thursday. Yeah, I think, um, I think we can do that. Thursday or Friday. If it's Friday, um, I'm definitely going to be having some beverages, so that might be a fun one if we do it Friday. Thursday, probably not because um, I have to wake up at 4.30 in the morning for my job, but um yeah um I'm, I'm down with that i i think our setup here we did i mean it's a sweat box over here but i think we can come up with uh maybe a little better of a situation next time and i think we could start cranking out some podcasts for this summer yeah that, that sounds good to me buddy all right send us home all right once again guys say this every week thank you for listening thank you for tuning in uh don't forget to follow us on twitter on apple Podcasts, and on spotify at book it podcast uh, it's been a pleasure. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed listening and make sure you tune in uh, later in the week for uh, your fantasy football way too early predictions. This has been your co-host, Colin Herndon and Alex Everly, signing off. <laughs>